Welcome to Pulp Fliction, the top five episode. On this week's episode, we count down our top five horror movies of all time. I know, I felt like there should be some sort of sound effect. Yeah, yeah. Jacob can put that in in post-production. Yeah, I'll get on that. (laughs) I'm excited about this list. Rachel and I, big, big horror movie buffs. Jacob, not a horror movie buff at all, which is going to make this fun. Uh, You know, it's going to be fun to see what Jacob thinks uh, the best five or his favorite five horror movies are. And uh, I don't know, I just want to jump right into it. I don't think there's really any stipulations. I will say this thrillers movies that are mostly thrillers mysteries but not quite horror i want to i personally want to count uh this is kind of in honor of wes craven he passed away this week uh a titan of the genre along with names like alfred hitchcock and john carpenter he's one of the you know top five horror guys of all time so we're doing this episode in honor of him so i personally wouldn't include movies for instance, off the top of my head, Insomnia. It was, that's a thriller. To me, a thriller has nothing to do with horror, and it often gets mis, uh, misconstrued that way. Right. And whereas a thriller seems like it could be like a live, actual, you know, it could happen. There's usually no um, outside elements. What's the word I'm looking for? They, um, they do get grouped together a lot. Yeah, they do. And they, they have shouldn't. nothing to do like with each other. It's kind of like action adventure. It's yeah, not, really, yeah. thriller's more thing. like a, dra- a drama right. genre yes. than, it, than it is a horror. Agreed. Absolutely. And I, it took me a little while to figure that out. Yeah. So And and there's some that are like kind of, eh, which way do we go? Like Seven. I would still consider that a thriller, but he is a serial killer, and there are, is some gore, and there's... So, I mean, like... There's some really creepy things. Yeah, so I don't know where people would lay on that. Like, there's some I think that would be debatable. But we'll see where we go with this. That would be the only stipulation. For me, personally, I'm thinking slashers. I'm thinking supernatural films. I'm thinking movies like that, uh, where their sole intention is horror and not so much drama at all. So, here we go. We're going to jump into our top five favorite horror flicks of all time. Let's start with... The uh, non-horror uh-huh. film fan. Jacob, what is your number five? Well, my stipulations were, when I looked it up at IMDb, I had to see horror in the genre line. <laughs> good. Okay. And so, good. you know, that did roll out several movies, especially some of the gray area ones that you were just referring to. And we'll we'll cover those. I'll, let them, I'll put in my honorable mentions. It's more so just to bring up why I didn't put them in right. my top five list. That being said, my number five horror, I got to pull it up here on Halana. Scream. <laughs> Not, hey, so, that's awesome. That's In honor of Wes Craven, that is a fantastic choice. Yeah, and I haven't seen Scream in a long time, but I've certainly seen it enough times to, I think I can still talk about it pretty well. And if I fumble, and y'all definitely have to back me up on this, but uh, one of the biggest things I remember about Scream is that my sister slept in my parents' bedroom or in my room for like two weeks because <laughs> she was so scared of it. And so when I finally saw it, like it didn't bother me as much, but I can certainly see how it can bother, well, you know, teenage girls in high yeah. school. I mean, in high school. Um, yeah, they're the main victims. Yeah, I thought the ending of that was always a little silly. And what stinks about that is I always think about Scary Movie when I think of Scream now. <laughs> uh, but Scream was a legit, you know, slasher movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Movie, and it brought back, it brought us back Drew Barrymore. Yeah, it did. That was a very, that was, very that was kind cool of her opening sequence. I don't think so. 
What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? What's yours? Guess. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. I like that movie. It was scary. Well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. So, you got a boyfriend? <laughs> Why? You want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. Do you have a boyfriend? Mm, no. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Oh, you yeah. Know, for just watching Nightmare on Elm Street, and I, you know, I was kind of arguing that there was a lot, a lot of missed opportunities. Well, I don't really feel like that was the case in this movie. There's some really things that they nailed on, especially where it could seem like it could really happen. You know, um, you know, there are some... Well, again, I'm, I keep thinking of a scary movie. i got to quit doing that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it was directed well. Um, there were some really good jump, you know, sequences throughout it. Um, you know, it was just bloody enough, eh, just scary enough to where it could actually happen. That's why it's on my number five list. Uh, I love Scream. We kind of talked about it a little bit in our review of Nightmare on Elm Street in our other podcast. Uh, I'll just hit on it again quickly. It, it really did kind of change horror movies going forward. Uh, it was it was the first one that was kind of self-referential. I mean, they talk about the rules of scary movies within the scary movie, yeah. within the scary movie. But yeah. it works so well as a horror movie, but then it works so well also as a comedy. And it was kind of this first of like, you know, they talk so much about meta movies now, meta TV shows. It was kind of the first to do that. Uh, to kind of break the fourth wall, um, and it, it, it's a it was a cool, fun, unique movie. Uh, it still holds up today. Uh, and ironically enough, you kept comparing it to Scary Movie. The original working title was actually Scary Movie. Oh, really? But they changed it to Scream. Yeah. <laughs> I, by yeah. the way, I love Scary Movie. Like, I know it's not a good movie, but I mean, like, the first one, was, the first one was really, really, was. really pretty funny. It was. So I, I always, I can never watch Scream without thinking of Scary Movie or talk about it clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you like to add to Scream, the no, discussion? You guys covered it really well. There we go. Rachel, your number five favorite horror flick of all time. My number five is Suspiria from 1977. Great movie. I Never heard of it. Well, it's not... It's kind of a cult classic. Um, I actually just saw it for the first time maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. And as, as a movie from 77, you just kind of expect it to be... I don't know, like like Psycho, you've seen before. It, it's still kind of creepy, but it doesn't have like the... You're not really scared by it. You can appreciate it, and it's kind of creepy, but it's you've seen it. It's been done so many times now that it's not as scary as it would have been if you saw it then. This movie in particular, first of all, it's beautiful. Yes, it um, is. Just, just I, I love the way it looks. Also, the score to it is fantastic. It's oh. sung by a rock band called Goblin. So even if you don't watch it, which I don't expect you will... Um, Jacob, you should listen to the score from it just to see what you think of that. The score cool. is fantastic and it's beautiful. And the story is really interesting. The visuals are really, um, 
I mean, it's pretty gory. It's really, it's pretty hardcore. Um, and, and it has a lot of twists in it that I didn't see coming. Just yeah. for a movie from 77 to still have so many elements in it that I didn't see coming. And I thought it was very unique, even though, mm-hmm. you know, I'm watching it so many years later. It really stuck out to me and became one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Is but it a foreign five. film? Did you say it that? is? It is a foreign film. It was Italian, it's right? Italian, yeah. yeah, it's an Italian. Uh, Dario Argentino. Uh, I'm probably saying his name incorrectly, yeah, but that's, that's why I didn't try. Argento. The, Argento. Yes, thank you. Um, was the director? It's it's a really good. It's funny you said the score because it's the first thing I think of when I think of Suspiria. Oh, the score. I actually so uh, I made a Halloween playlist for uh, a friend one year at Halloween. She was having a Halloween party, and I put Suspiria's music on it. And when it was playing, like I had like a few people ask me what that mu- music was because they really really liked it. So check out the score for sure. It's a really good movie. I, I don't I don't you've kind of covered all the bases. Uh, one thing I will say, you talked about the shots briefly, but it's almost this. It's almost like an art. Film it is an art film that happens to be a horror film. Yeah, it's a really artsy horror flick from the shots to the music to just kind of the look and feel of the whole movie. It's kind of an artsy horror flick. Which is why I loved it. It's kind of highbrow, I guess, if you think about it. It's it's older, it's foreign, it's kind of artsy, but it is a really, really scary flick, too. And like you said, really good twist that you can't mention at yeah. all in the movie. The tagline is, the only thing more terrifying than the last five minutes of the film are the first 90. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a point. Well, the tagline isn't very highbrow, but the movie... <laughs> Uh, basically, it's it's about a girl that joins a ballet academy and then finds out that there's some things going on at that ballet academy that aren't great. And it's um, apparently I, I know that a lot of horror directors listed as an influence, so it was kind of influential. I'm guessing whoever the did the Saw movies, yeah, the just Saw as movies. far as maybe the kills, I can yeah. see some similarities there. Just just brutal, brutal yeah. kills. But a very good movie. Good choice. Jacob, your number four favorite. You. Oh, <laughs> jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> My number five favorite horror flick of all time is Fright Night. <laughs> I had to say it like that because that's how they say it in the movie. Uh, not the Colin Farrell remake, even though he was fine uh, in the film. But the original uh, Fright Night. Yes, there we go. From 1985. Uh, 1985 was a great year for movies, by the way. You had The Goonies, Back to the Future, Fright Night. I love Fright Night. And it uh, stars Chris Sarandon as as kind of your main vampire character. William Ragsdale as Charlie Brewster. And uh, Amanda Beers from Married with Children. She's the annoying neighbor in Married <laughs> with Children. She's actually the sexy teenage love interest in Fright Night. since she gets made fun of so much on Married with Children for having no chest. Yeah. (laughs) Roddy McDowell, who became famous because of the Planet of the Apes series, is the uh, Peter Vincent vampire hunter, vampire killer. Uh, He's kind of like the local TV vampire killer uh, actor guy, but uh, our main hero, Charlie, enlists him for help because he thinks that his next door neighbor is a vampire. And, you know, nobody believes him. They think he's crazy. But he keeps seeing things. He's a horror movie fan. He keeps seeing things from his neighbor. Welcome to Fright Night. <laughs> 
for real. Back, spawn of Satan! <laughs> oh, really? Either of you seen Fright Night? No. I watched it with you. Oh, okay. Well, my brother and I was it was a favorite in our household. He keeps seeing things, so he enlists this this vampire hunter that plays one on TV. He doesn't even believe him, but he kind of goes along with it because he's going to pay him. Anyways, it's a funny movie. There's a lot of comedy elements to it, but it's a really really well done vampire flick. Chris Sarandon to me. It's the best performance. This is going to sound ridiculous because the movie's called Fright Night. And I just said it was half comedy, half horror. <laughs> but I think Chris Sarandon plays the best film version of a vampire I've seen. Because vampires are supposed to be kind of suave and charming and sexy, but at the same time really terrifying. And he nails it across the board. Yeah. I really enjoyed I didn't watch it as a kid. I just watched it with you. And I enjoyed it a lot because it is a really good mix of comedy and horror yeah and I mean, practical effects uh some a lot of the same type of effects that you see from uh like american werewolf in london um it's those type of effects uh it's kind of become a cult classic as well uh, it's remade yeah it's 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 definitely worth seeing if you haven't seen it's my favorite vampire movie my number five favorite horror film have you ever heard of, i've heard of fright night yeah i just yeah. never seen it actually when you're describing it i looked i looked up lost boys because <laughs> yeah you know it kind of it's made me think of yeah i love lost boys as well lost actually. boys is a pretty decent movie <laughs> yeah it is it's a good movie and fright night's a well done movie um so there you go. Uh, my number five favorite horror movie of all time, Fright Night. Jacob, your number four favorite horror movie of all time. Um, we talked about this one a couple of weeks ago, but um, it's 2002, The Ring. Yes. Um, and it's been a, it's only been that one time since I've seen it. Because so, you're too scared to watch it since. Well, because I was asked to leave the theater when I watched it the first time <laughs> by my date. So... <laughs> Um, cause I, just, I, cause I wouldn't quit fidgeting, but are you after, sure that's why she wanted you to leave? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, and you'll have to, you, when you were talking about it, it reminded me of things that I, I kind of still forgot about, especially things like the videotape, which was kind of the premise of the movie. Right. But you know, it's usually those kinds of movies that I think I, um, I say my reaction, maybe why I like them is just because I was invested in the movie, scared me to death. You know, um, it bothered me. I think, Rachel, you kind of said how oh, the, the twitchy kind of movement yep. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, this is as real as, you know, say a movie like Scream, you know, but it has more of those super, supernatural elements where they just executed this one very, very well. It seems like the reactions of a lot of the characters seem very, very real. That's yes. all I ask for in a lot of these movies. Yes. And sometimes when it's just too supernatural is when I check out. But 
with the ring and yeah i know some girls crawling out of a tv set it, it worked for really me really effective and yeah. there were a lot of disturbing images especially in the videotape and, and things like that i just thought it was directed really well i'm a big fan of naomi watts I, there's usually yes. very few movies of hers i don't like agreed i mean i really i can't even think of one off the top of my head so that's that says something that's good i think she's a darn good actress she is and i remember technically i thought it was shot really well even the look of the film you know yeah it kind of had a blue filter over a it like blue it's... filter to it like very toned down in a way um more of a gray type tone right, in a way. So right. I, for those reasons, I it makes it even more of a better movie because it's still artistically well done right. with a pretty crazy storyline. I love The Ring. Did we talk about this on the podcast or would he talk about this amongst No, because it was one of Brandon's, it was on one of his top lists, okay. remakes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler so, if you haven't so, watched it. So sorry. obviously I love it. Uh, scare, one of my top two scariest in theater experiences I've ever had. I don't get creeped out by movies and the ring really messed with me. It's really, I mean, as far as uh, more recent horror movies, it's the only one that, that has legitimately been like, I'm not, I'm never rewatching that movie. Yeah. And speaking of theater experiences, you know, I can probably think of a lot of movies and remember me being in there, but there's not a lot of, a story behind it or a reaction that I had. And yes, this would probably be, well, definitely my top 10 Maybe one of my top five, you know, movie theater experiences. Wow. You know what I mean? Nice, yeah. I mean, I remember a lot of details of that, especially the part of being, maybe that's why, because I was always, tell I always joke about like how I was asked to leave on my date. So, you know, <laughs> it was like, if you don't like it, just leave the theater. I was like, no, I'm going to stand here and be a man and I'm going to support you while we're watching this movie, even though I'm scared that little. <laughs> that was my mindset behind so it. So was he cool with you saying? <laughs> uh, that's my number four. <laughs> Rachel, your number four favorite horror movie of all time. My number four is the 74 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah! Here's the deal. Watching that, or at least hearing about it when you're a kid, that it's based on a true story, some messed up stuff. Uh, now, as an adult, I realize this was probably very loosely based on a true story. Right, but you know, in the very beginning... It opens that with them saying story. this actually happened. Like, and I didn't know when I first watched it as a teenager that they were allowed to lie to you. Basically, right. I mean, it's not really a lie because it's so loosely based, right? Um, but when you see that, I mean, especially back back in the day when you saw that, you just took it as truth, right? One hundred percent truth. This is how it happened. Exactly. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. In particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The only things that will really, I, I don't mind vampires, I don't like zombie, as like werewolves, none of these things are going to happen. Deranged people happen. And that is the scariest thing to me when I see stuff like this. Uh, I mean, a guy running around with a chainsaw and his cannibal family, like... With skin all over his with, face, he, with a yeah. skin mask. Yeah. It's It's... It was one of the most disturbing. It's incredibly films. disturbing. I like. I felt gross watching it. Yeah. It. It. Have you seen it, Jacob? 
I saw the remake, and I thought, and actually, the remake's on my honorable mention list. The remake was because I thought good, it was actually. pretty legit. It was yeah. the they, the, they the original remake. remake. <laughs> that sounds funny because there actually have been a couple. The one with the uh, hottie Amanda um, Jessica Bill. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's act- that was actually pretty well done. But the original and it shot. You know, it was an independent movie, and the way it was shot looks almost kind of. Like it's grainy footage. It almost looks documentary, right. home movie type. Right. Funny about that opening, by the way, I have to throw out. Did you know that John Larroquette, who was in Night Court, does the opening, does the voiceover for the opening oh, that says it's I true story? I don't think I ever realized yeah. that. Yeah. But, anyways, it's uh, when he like throws them up on the hooks. Oh, it's so. Uh, oh, it's so. I, felt, I just gross. felt gross watching. And then I'm when the whole family sit around the dinner table and just like torturing the girl i mean it's oh it's 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 really really disturbing it's such a disturb i can't watch i've only seen it twice because it's so hard for me to watch but it's it's a great movie great that is hard to watch yep the only movie i find more disturbing than that is the hills have eyes hills have eyes very the original yeah original okay well the remake was also still disturbing because it's the same storyline and yeah i never saw either one of those uh messed up people that that freaks me out. That's a very feasible thing that could happen if somebody was just deranged enough to do it. Yeah. So, uh, yes, gritty. I don't rewatch it all of the time, but I've probably seen it a handful of times, and it's still it just is uneasy to watch. Every single one that's that's been on your list have been on my honorable mentions. I should throw out by the way. Uh, my number four favorite horror flick of all time is Halloween, the original Halloween. John Carpenter. I have to start off the score. I think maybe my favorite horror. That's an awesome uh, score. Oh yeah, it it's, it's probably my favorite horror movie score of all time. Jamie Lee Curtis is is fantastic. You know, she became known as the Scream Queen, of course, because of Halloween. And then Michael Myers. I actually think, whereas Freddy Krueger is my favorite horror movie villain of all time, favorite kind of slasher monster guy. I think Michael Myers is the scariest. Like, as far as just creepiness, scariness, creep me out, it's Michael Myers. The way that he'll just kill somebody and just slowly kind of twist his head and look at them. His mask, which funny enough was a William Shatner, it was, it was a William Shatner Star Trek mask that they like turned into. <laughs> really? Yeah, they wide it out. If you if you look at it, you can kind of see it though. It was William Shatner and they, they oh, dressed bizarre. it up. I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, but I think Halloween is just one of the scariest. I mean, John Carpenter is such a skilled director that the you know the first fifteen twenty minutes, Michael Myers is walking around in the daylight. Yeah, it breaks the rules of yeah, the horror movie convention. It's supposed to be nighttime is what's scary. He's walking around in daylight, and it's still freaking scary as heck. Yeah. And like him standing by a bush, is just a creepy, scary shot. Love the Halloween movies, but especially the first two. Well, I actually, I, this is in my honorable mention, and I really wanted to put it on my top list, but I don't remember enough about the movie to talk about it in depth like you did, so I'm glad it's on your list, and maybe Rachel will bring it back up later. I don't really know. But I just remember when I saw it, I was like, you know, that was a legit scary, you know, a legit horror movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember I, I really liked it, even though I don't know. I only saw it once, and it was years ago, and I don't remember all the details in it. Um, but I remember Michael Myers was an awesome villain and I've always, whenever horror genre comes up, I can at least say, Hey, 
at least watch it once, you know, because right. I thought it was, I remember being at least a good movie. That's all I asked for. Oh, it's a really, really well done movie. And what I, another thing I like about it. Was that Jamie Lee Curtis's like first movie or was that just her coming out movie? I don't know if it was, I think it was her first movie. I I think it was. Um, she's so young in it, man. It's she, really she's so strange. Young. Another thing I love about it is the explanation is just that he's pure evil. He is evil incarnate. Like, you know, as far as motivations and the, yeah, he kills, it shows him in the beginning, which is a great shot when he's wearing the mask and you see through his eyes where he kills his sister. Yeah. He kills his family, blah, 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 whatever. The reasons that Donald Pleasance, his psychiatrist in the movie gives for him killing is just that he is evil incarnate. That's cool to me. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. This was Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie, though she had done a lot of TV series prior to it, but this was basically her first movie. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Anything you'd like to add, Rachel? I haven't... No. I have, I've seen it. I haven't seen it in probably like 10 years. You need to watch it as an adult to fully appreciate because it, it is a really well done movie. And Michael Myers... I remember so I remember the shots being really creepy. I don't remember particularly myself being super creeped out by it. But Good. I do remember a lot of the shots just just being really well well done. To me, if you're gonna rent some movies on Halloween, I mean this is kind of literally obvious, yeah. but this is one to get because it, yeah. it really is scary. The music backs up. I mean, oh, yeah. the music has that kind of emotional effect on you. It's a, it's a great bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good it's a good scary movie. Yeah. Jacob, your number three favorite horror flick of all time? I believe, yeah, there it is. It is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, and I know you love that movie. Oh yeah, it's um, artistically wise, it's you know it's a fantastic movie. I'll always, you know, always have a high respect for this movie. I care less about all the gore and the guts because, well, because Stanley Kubrick can do that. You know, this is a this is an example of how you make. A good horror movie mm-hmm. and not everyone can everyone be Stanley Kubrick no you know can it can anyone pull this off you know no but to see the the transition of Jack Nicholson's character um was just a kind of a fascinating as far as psychology psychology goes and of course when you start adding in a lot of the room t- 237 elements mm-hmm. the two little girls the the red rum yeah. kind of red you know, rum. I don't know how you describe the finger talking thing <laughs> through a mic but oh, you do like just rum. the strange elements that happen throughout this movie it's a it's an awesome story mm-hmm. great I mean well directed movie that will hold that will hold up for ages and it's, I mean it still holds up yeah, everyone still talks about the shining when it comes up to me. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's should we jump in here? I know it's on. Is it on your list? Yeah, it's it's on my list. Uh, we can wait come, if you want. I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll uh, great we'll choice. We'll we'll come back around. <laughs> Clearly, around to we it. both agree. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Rachel, your number three favorite horror flick of all time. My number three is Creepshow, which I have a huge poster of in my bedroom. Because <laughs> Creepshow, if you haven't heard of it, it's an anthology. It's it's uh, directed by George A. Romero and written by Stephen King. I think maybe he wrote two of them. I didn't know. I don't know if he wrote all of them or if he just wrote a couple of them. But I think there's five total. Mm-hmm. It's it's the perfect mix of comedy and horror there's there's, it's a lot of it is just tongue-in-cheek stuff it's a lot of it is super ridiculous um my favorite one of all of those is father's day do you remember much of it i watched creep show my brother thomas and i watched them a ton my problem is there were two creep shows they run together and we we also watched the twilight zone movies all the time we watched twilight zone the series we watched tales from the dark side the series we watched tales from the crypt so I kind of get all the little anthology stories mixed up I from which that. one is which one. But I know that we loved both creep shows. Uh, does this one have the Indian in it? No, that's is, two. Is that part two? Does this one have the one with the roaches coming out of the dude's yes. mouth? Yes. Uh, that really grossed me out as it's a kid, but in, I thought it was awesome. It's incredibly disgusting. Which one is Father's Day? Father's Day is the very first one where um, it's a family and it's Father's Day and they end up killing their dad. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I should spoil these or not. Uh, Yeah. uh, No, I don't think you should. Yeah, probably not. Um, But if it's that, if it's your number three on your list, it's that good worth watching. I, I, I had a blast watching this movie. It was just so much fun to me. And there was some legitimately like, oh, that's kind of creepy. But overall, they're just pretty funny. The cast is really good on it, too, actually. How's Leslie Nielsen in it? Um, he plays a rich jerk. I mean, was this pre-airplane? Like, was he in? It was, was he no in airplane. Was, airplane was nineteen eighty. So this Funny is eighty two. So yeah. this is and and so Ted Danson and uh, Ted Danson's in the same one as Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, oh yes. Does Hal Holbrook? Does he age at no, all? No, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I liked the way that this was kind of put together. It was put together. It opens with a kid that's reading. Uh, a comic book that has horror stuff in it. His dad comes in his room and is like, I don't want you reading this stuff. Um, <laughs> and so the kid wishes that his dad will, I think it's his stepdad actually, he wishes that he'll go to hell, I think. And yeah, so, uh, yep, that's right. And so this weird, creepy figure shows up at the window and the kid is just like so excited and happy that his stepdad's going to go to hell because he slaps him in the face. But the whole movie is tied together through... It's like you're watching a comic book. It's tied together. They'll they'll zoom out and you'll be in the middle of it. You'll see the same frame that you stopped in is then drawn as a comic. And then you flip a page and it works or have well some sort of transition. And then it shows... Yeah, it shows another drawing and then it will take you into the scene. So just the transition from story to story I thought was really good. Is that a lot like Aha Take On Me video? <laughs> yeah kind of sort of yeah, <laughs> yeah i think good. um so there was father's day there was the lonesome death of jordy viril which actually stephen king plays this guy and it's a pretty quick uh one actually it's about a a meteor hits the ground and that's right he gets sprayed with stuff from the meteor and then he kind of becomes a plant which sounds weird but it's actually kind of interesting something that tied you over was one of them that's the one with leslie nielsen where he plays a rich jerk that um Attempts to kill Ted Danson, we'll say that. I think probably the most, the biggest one, they, the one they definitely spent the most time on is the crate. I'm sure you remember the crate. Yes. Um, where they discover this crate and there's a monster inside. Yes. Basically. And, but there's a really, there's a fun twist and a fun element to that story. 
And then they're creeping up on you as the one with the roaches that you referred to. <sighs> yeah, that one, that one grosses me out. <laughs> but it's awesome. Because everyone in the department is looking to put the knife in. I mean, some of these so-called academics make the shark in Jaws look like fucking flipper. Wilma! Your husband's calling you Billy. Oh, God, Henry, what's wrong now? Not a thing, Wilma. Everything's just fine. Hell of a shot. Who's I? But overall, I like this movie because it is, it's just so fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. Do you know which movie, I don't know if it's Creepshow 2 or if it's a Twilight Zone movie, or, or I, like I said, we watched them all, where there's an airplane and there's a creature out on one of the wings? That's Twilight Zone. Okay, I thought, okay, yeah. Uh, I love horror anthologies. Uh, and Creepshow, whereas Twilight Zone always was more serious and kind of had, it, its premises were always more mysterious, like creepy but mysterious. Right. Uh, Creepshow, scary but funny. Yeah. Which my brother and I loved as kids, so I'm a big fan of Creepshow as well. Have you ever seen any of them? I've never heard of it. Well. Well. Well, the good. Yeah, maybe, is, maybe this is gonna be, like it. It's maybe not, we'll get some people to watch them then. I think it's a lot of fun. Good choice. Brandon, your number three. My number three favorite scary movie of all time is probably the most iconic horror film of all time. Maybe the most important, I guess I should say, horror film of all time. The pioneer, the game changer, the one that kind of started it all. Psycho. Alfred Hitchcock. Which Jacob has no opinion on and because that's not he a thriller? hasn't seen. I've seen, I've seen the remake. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, shot for shot, so you've basically seen it. No, I would definitely say Psycho is a horror. I mean, it, it, def, it basically started the entire slasher genre. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very much a drama so I guess I see what you're saying, but instead of the, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a horror. I mean, because it's, yeah, there is a serial it's, killer. Well, I mean, now that everybody knows what psycho is, it may seem more like a psychological drama thriller because you, it, it's not as scary as it was when it originally came uh, out. Cause we've it seen it done, holds up pretty well, but you've though. seen it done so many times now that you're like, Oh, shut I mean, your mouth. It's still scary. Okay. We all know she's gonna get stabbed in the shower. It's not like, oh my gosh, she gets, she's getting stabbed in the shower. I don't know. Jacob looked shocked. Did you know that? No, no, I knew that. No, 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 okay. no, no. I knew that. I was thinking of something else that uh, my mother told me this weekend because I was asking her about like films I hadn't seen, and uh, she was telling me it wasn't about The Exorcist. Well, she said people were throwing up in The Exorcist, but I, it was either Psycho or another movie that she said when they walked out of the theater they were seriously watching over their backs. Yeah, this would have been, you know, yeah, 1960. Oh, yeah, this, I mean, this, I mean, you have to think, the movies that came before Psycho, and it's not like this was the first horror movie, but they were like the Universal Monster movies, like Dracula, Frankenstein, you had like Nosferatu, I mean, there were, there were horror movies before this, but this was the first kind of like deranged, serial killer, slasher, oh crap, this is a real person, this could happen, there's some psychological things going on. Yep. And and that shower scene, of course, I mean, it's become iconic. But at the time, I mean, people were afraid to take a shower. Yeah. I mean, it changed the game. And what's so great about it is it 
it's a great movie. It it's written so movie. well. Of course, it's directed incredibly well. The way that Hitchcock can create suspense from just the the most basic of of things and open a slightly open window, but the way it's shot is like, whoa, is there something else going on on here? Um, Anthony Perkins. The uh, way he delivers the dialogue is fantastic. Uh, so good. Uh, a lot of people retrospectively are 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 ticked that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar and he really looking back been. he should have been. Um he, I mean he's so creepy but at the same time really likable and plays this innocent, naive person. Right, you don't know time, exactly how to feel about him, but right. you don't you don't think you can trust him, but yeah. maybe you can. And I don't want to spoil it because Jacob hasn't seen it but I but thought it was... Vince Vaughn nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> well you've seen the remake. Uh so you you do know, but you have someone who everyone thought was the main character getting killed off, you know, not even halfway through the movie. So that was shocking to everyone as well. It's just an incredible movie. The the sequels are worthless. Alfred Hitchcock had nothing to do with it. They actually waited until Alfred Hitchcock died yep. to start making sequels because he wouldn't have had anything to do with them and they knew that, but they knew there was money to be made off of the yep. off of the name, so they did some sequels after he died. I, I pulled up Psycho 2 here. I didn't know there was a sequel and it was made in 1983 with Anthony Perkins. Yeah, he. I mean, I, mean, he, I don't know nothing was, about this actor, so I was just kind of curious. And I was, you know, looking through this while listening to you. It's it, and of course, uh, it spawned the sequels, and it it spawned a whole genre, really. Um, Psycho. It's it's fantastic. Side note: If you're not watching Bates Motel, you should watch Bates Motel. It's a slow burn. It takes a while to establish the characters, even though we know these characters. This is a different. You're seeing a different. Norman Bates than you saw in Psycho because you're seeing really the beginnings of that story and obviously it's set in modern times so it's it's a little adjustment to make but the payoff I've heard like, good what things are we in about season, it season three season four I really now? love it I think we just ended really? season three so it's it's really really it's gotten better and better every yes, season it's really starting to be good it, it's just it starts off a little bit slow because they have to lay some groundwork it's but. a prequel to what the movie is so it's it's um, Norman Bates as a teenager, and you kind of see this slow, you know, evolution into what he becomes. It's a really good show. Jacob, your number two favorite horror flick of all time. Uh, I almost didn't put this on my list, but again, it met my, you know, criteria. But it's a 1979 sci-fi. Alien. 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 Yeah. I was. We were wondering <laughs> if you would include, but Alien I think it qualifies. Fits. Alien qualifies as a horror movie. Well, too. I really kind of just sat on it, and that was the one that I just didn't know if I wanted to put on here. But yeah. But I mean, it was a legit scary movie. It and is. had they done at that point? Had they done a you know a sci-fi that was a horror movie? I mean, I, it's possible. Yeah. You know, but none ring a bell. I mean, really, none ring a bell prior to that. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen Alien enough times because I love Alien. I think it's a great movie. Of course, I love the sequel as well, but those are two totally separate movies. One's an action, one's a horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, what's so cool about Alien, which it's also very much a slow burn movie, movie, and I tell people that all the time who haven't seen either one of these. I say, you know, when my cousin watched Aliens this weekend, he had not seen Alien. I was like, really, you need to watch Alien before you watch the second one. But he... Uh, sounded like he knew enough about the first that I was like, all right, fine, but I didn't like it. 
Yeah. Of course, I'm the kind of that yeah. you know you don't watch a TV series in the middle of the series. You oh, watch absolutely. it from the beginning. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I, I just there there and there are things you need to know about the first Alien compared to Aliens, which is the slowness of the Alien itself. Yeah. You know, they really sped it up in the sequels for sure. Uh, thank goodness because I think they've become so much more an enticing character. But um. But if we just take a, take a step back and just kind of talk about the actors throughout this movie, you know, the fact that there was only one person in the end that made it off this ship of eight people. Um, you know, the creature, the creature, well, creature design, but like not just the alien bad guy, but also the face hugger, like that mm-hmm. whole scene. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just talk about the face hunger, chest bursting scene. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty iconic scene in Absolutely. itself. Yeah. I would have loved to have been around 1979 for when no one saw this coming. To oh, be in the yeah. theater when, when, I don't even know his name whatever turn upside down on the tabletop and just that happened yeah. that'd have been just a cool scene to see live for sure you know you all know i'm, I'm a big sci-fi guy and uh this is just i don't know when i'm ever going to get a chance to talk about alien again in some of our lists this certainly means it for me and i love alien I, I love it but when it comes to sci-fi movies i don't know if it would even be in my top 10 which is nuts because it's such a good movie dallas are you sure there is no sign of it i mean it is there it's got to be around there Dallas? Anything y'all want to add to it? I haven't seen it. You haven't That's seen right. Alien? We already covered it. Oh, this. okay. I already got mad at you That's for right. it. Yeah. I forgot okay. about that. Alien is a really, really good movie. Like, There's a lot of people in it, too. There is. A lot of actors. I mean, Tom Skerritt's in it. Uh, John Hurt, he's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton, I don't know. You, oh, yeah. watch, you just watch yeah. Big Love. He's yeah. in it. He's actually kind of like a funny kind of side character. Um, and then also Ian Holm, who plays yeah. like Bilbo Baggins in the Lord right. of the Rings, he's in it. Uh, of course, obviously, you have Sigourney Weaver. Um, and for only being just eight characters in this movie, if you don't include Mother, yeah, um, you know, you don't, you're not dealing with a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot going on. That's another, yeah. again, goes along with the slow pace of this movie. If you can handle the slow pace of it, it's, it's a good. It's, it's slow paced, but the payoff. Yeah, is so if, good. if the payoff is worth it in horror movies, then I don't mind a slow pace at all. Yeah. It, and and I do think that I mean the only negative, maybe as far as a holding up, maybe today's generation would find it too slow, and they're used to jump scares and you know a storyline not being developed and those type of things. Maybe impatient with it. But it's so well done from the direction and the acting. And that I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't even bring up that Ridley Scott directed this. This is one of his yeah. first movies, right? Just to throw that in there because that's the kind of director we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Who back then, you know, he did this. He did Blade Runner. He was still, you know, he was doing good movies back then. Mm-hmm. And that's why Prometheus was such a huge deal right two years ago, which was my my most disappointing movie that yeah. year. I was so excited about Prometheus. 
I still watched it about 10 times, but I didn't like it. That's I didn't dislike it. I don't know. I think I have it like around the, like a six, seven range. But that because, and I think a lot of people were like this because Alien is a big deal to a lot of sci-fi yeah. fans. And, uh, you know, the fact they're doing another Prometheus to try and answer Make all it. these questions. Yeah. A lot of this goes into... The first 30 minutes of Alien, when they actually land on this planet, they discover these creatures and, you know, shit, it's a fan after that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's, it's a really, really good movie. To me, there's a lot of similarities between uh, Alien and a movie that could be brought up. I don't know if anybody is going to bring it up. But The Thing, another John Carpenter film, kind of sci-fi, again, a small cast. Uh, remote area. That's, good, that's actually, a good comparison. I actually yeah. thought of that when you were saying all yeah, of that. Yeah, there's a really good comparison. There's a lot of similarities. Uh, and Alien came out, I think, two or three years before The Thing did. Uh, but I think if you like The Thing, you'll like Alien. I think it came out one year. Was it just one I year think before? I think The Thing yeah. either came out in 80 or 82. Yeah. I'm thinking 80 at the moment. And that's a great comparison. Even though I haven't seen The Thing all the way through, I know there's uh, eight or ten people on a frozen area, right? right? Exactly. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So there you go. Jacob's number two favorite horror flick of all time. I have no idea what his number one is going to be. You, I'm no. really curious. Am I, I doing good so far? You yes, are. I'm actually, it's, a really, it's a really good list. Rachel, your number two favorite horror film of all time. We've already kind of discussed it, but my number two is The Shining. Nice. Just um, the psychological mixture. The mixture of psychological just terror and then actual horror type things i mean like everything that happens like you were talking about room 234 or 237 237 it's 237 yeah. come on there's a documentary i know movie. and i watched it yeah i know there's a documentary that you've seen called room 237 i <laughs> was in my queue forever by the way and i just never watched it between mike myers and 234 it. she said it was very good just... it's not okay it's, but you still watch it it's interesting though um but I, I, it hasn't it hadn't been done before and it hasn't been done since to me this is is a timeless movie and is still as entertaining and beautiful and wonderful as it was the first time I saw it uh, to me it's it's forever new it, it never seems dated I never not want to watch it it's just fantastic well I mean talk about just holding the camera still on some of these characters like Cooper can do, you know, and just letting them act it out. Well, even the suspense of just watching Danny ride through the hallways. Yeah. Well, like I mean, they, everything is just done perfectly. And you, and you have to have an actor, like one of the best there ever was, Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. who is so good at playing crazy sometimes. It was the perfect role for him. And it the was the perfect role. It was the role. perfect combination of character and actor. Because for this movie to become this iconic movie that it was, it all really does rest on the performance of Jack Nicholson. He has to convince you that he can go from this, you know, just kind of regular everyday man who seems to care about, you know, he's he's got some issues in the beginning, but he cares for his family and he's not a psycho by any means to devolve into this deranged psychopath hungry for blood. And I mean, to me, it's, Jack Nicholson has been fantastic a lot of times, but uh, I don't think he's ever been better than he was in The Shining. No, easily my favorite performance from him. I don't think I have a whole lot to add to that. We kind of covered it already. And and the twist. The twist at the end, if you haven't seen Psycho, is that was pretty jaw-dropping the first time I yep. watched it. I did not see that coming at all, really. Ah, such a good movie. I won't give my full thoughts on it quite yet <laughs> brandon you're number two my number two favorite horror film of all time is a nightmare on elm street 
Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you listen to our other podcast where we reviewed A Nightmare on Elm Street in honor of Wes Craven, you'll know that Jacob took a big poop on A Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. But whatever. I think it's amazing. For In case you don't listen to the other podcast, everything about this movie is awesome. I grew up with it. It was my favorite horror movie of all time. I ended up not choosing... I really could not decide between my number one and number two. Basically, they're number one A and number one B to me. But my number one has just scared me more, and I think it's the better movie. And I know your number uh, one, and I don't even say you can compare the two. Well, but Nightmare on Elm Street, it was my favorite for a long time. <laughs> and Freddy Krueger is my favorite horror movie villain of all time. Just listen to our review of Nightmare I'm on Elm Street. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> listen to my review of Nightmare on Elm Street if you want to know all the reasons why I love the movie. Well, listen to it also... So that when you compare this movie to his number one and be like, really, you think that movie is better than your number hey, one? a lot of people are going to agree with him. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Just saying. Hey, well, I don't. I put it as Well, technically, it's your number, number two. No, it's number right. two. 1A, 1B. Yeah, no, this is your number B. two. Yeah. This one, you know, what's, that, what's the saying? Uh, second place is first loser? Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, I am fascinated. Wait a minute. Oh. Honorable mentions. Oh. Or do we want to do that after? Yeah, we'll okay, do that my after. bad, my bad, my bad. As I was saying, Jacob, <laughs> I am fascinated to find out what your number one favorite horror movie, from from a non-horror movie fan, what is your number one favorite horror movie of all time? Well, I actually love this movie, and I've watched it a lot. Um, it's the only, I do, I do own Alien. I count that more of a sci-fi in a way. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is the only horror movie I own. And I, it's Poltergeist. Oh, I love nice. Poltergeist. Fantastic choice. And that's, that's, that is a great choice. You all, if you, if you kind of thought about it with Spielberg and all that stuff. You, that makes sense. We should have seen, yeah. seen it come. And you've actually mentioned it in a couple of our other shows. I love Poltergeist. I think it's an awesome, awesome horror film. I think it's an awesome movie, period. It is. And it kind of goes along with that. He knows how to draw characters, characters that we can recognize mm-hmm. and, and we can maybe uh, kind of go in with their emotions. I mean, here I actually I pulled it up on my on my iPad here. You know, there's a shot of Craig T. Nelson like you know yelling at guy you know at the uh, the man for the realty like uh-huh. you know why wouldn't you tell anyone like there are things right. that we can totally identify with if this were to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the special effects I think are are amazing. You know, just a reminder, this came out in 1982, the same year E.T. came out. Um, Spielberg directed this at the same time, which is amazing when you yeah. kind of think about it. But think about the elements, especially dealing with the closet sequences. Uh, I mean, there can be some kind of cartoonish-looking figures, especially yeah. like that kind of devil-looking yep. dragon thing that comes I, yeah. out. Right. People can easily thing. make fun of that, and that's fine. But good God, that could scare you to death. Yeah. And I'll tell you one scene that always got pe- me, people I always knew, was when she fell into the pool. Yeah. And yeah. it was raining, and yeah. you had yes. all the bodies kind of shoot out. I mean, that was just straight up nasty. To me, yep. this is a full-on horror, horror flick. For sure. Where were some just unbelievable supernatural elements, and I think it was directed well. Um, if I don't bring up the, the scene where he's looking in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah that, before and after. Oh, yeah. Thought, oh, yeah. You, uh, wait. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the before, after, before, after, where he's like looking at his stomach. Oh. <laughs> It's oh, a, you're thinking of Craig D. Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm thinking of the guy who's on the camera who starts peeling his face off. Oh, that's oh. a much better scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like... So I was like, I don't think that's the one he well, like, like, I, 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 I genuinely don't like that kind of stuff. And here it works because of 
just the elements that's, that's going so on in this creepy. house. It was yeah. just disgusting, nasty. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a way, because you know, Steven Spielberg was known for sci-fi movies. Right. In a way, it's like, gosh, I kind of wish he would have done more supernatural movies. Oh, yeah. Um, because I just think he nails it on Poltergeist. It, I gave it a 10, and that's probably over what no, most I people would no, give it. I think that's no, fair. I, think um, that's... I, I, I just, I love Poltergeist. I love it. No. Hold on to yourselves. There's one more thing. A terrible presence is in there with her. So much rage. So much betrayal. I've never sensed anything like it. I don't know what hovers over this house, but it was strong enough to punch a hole into this world and take your dog away from you. It keeps Caroline very close to it and away from the spectral light. It lies to her. It says things only a child can understand. It has been using her to restrain the others. To her, it simply is another child. To us, he is the beast. Now let's go get your daughter. Poltergeist is a fantastic... Uh, that, that's a great, great choice. It, it's on my honorable mentions list. Uh, I considered it for my number five. It's really scary, like like you said, um, and it's so well done and acting all those things. But you didn't mention the clown. The clown. That's what I was gonna. The, the clown. The clown, the clown was the freakiest part to, to me. To me, it was the freakiest. I, see, I never had I never had clown issues. And when I didn't I, as, as I got as I got older, I started meeting more and more people who had issues with clowns, and that just never bothered me until I was like, oh, and so that's why I didn't bring it up because it's it's never bothered me like it. I, well, I don't have clown issues either, I don't, but that yeah. particular clown Same here. is <laughs> and really it was. That and the, and the it clown or freak. I don't have clown issues at all, but that and the it clown. Right. Are, See, uh, I never saw it. So, uh, oh, uh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. It's a miniseries, but it's good. But the clown sequence and, of course, the following, uh, the tree sequence was really well done. That could have been cheesy, but it's really effective. But they, they and really well, pretty they, well. They really, really did. Uh, and, of course, I mean, the iconic they're here and the whole TV yeah. and the static so well done, and you have. If you're talking about Poltergeist, you have to talk about the real world things that happen. It's almost like this was a real life scary movie yeah, because it was, it was like cursed. A lot of the people that were in oh. it ended up passing away. Right, we're talking uh, about Carol Ann. Carol Ann. The, well, Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, she right. passed away at what, eight years old. Yeah, uh, there was the daughter who was like, wasn't she like in a freak accident or something? Yes, Dominique Dunn, and then somebody else from the cast, and I think a couple of the crew members. Like within a few years then of it a being made, die on set. I think so. I could be. I, that's what, what's in my memory too. But actually, uh, I only knew about the actresses. Yeah, great choice. Um, another thing that I just want to bring up. You know, this is a movie where I don't think there was a lot of star actors in it. Was Craig T. Nelson that famous back not then? Really. I mean, not really. I know Jo Joe Beth Williams was in Kramer versus Kramer. But you know, she, she hadn't done a whole lot either. So, and I think they just nailed this this cast. I know that Craig T. Nelson had done some things before that. For instance, he was in Injustice for All with Al Pacino. Uh, uh, he was in Stir Crazy. 
Oh, there you go. He was in things, but he was well, kind of a he character. Was in, yeah. He was a character actor that wasn't really famous yet. This kind of really put him on the map, even though he'd done some work. Then, of course, he became more of a household name with Coach, Coach. Uh, which is a complete departure, of course. But Poltergeist, great choice. Hey, Jacob, your list was really impressive. Good job. It was. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Well done. I didn't know what to expect, but I was presently surprised. I was by pretty your stoked. List. I just mostly thought it would be kind of cliche picks, but. You well, know, I, I was worried. I think all of them are pretty well-respected movies. They are. I was worried more so that it was going to be like Silence of the Lambs, Seven. I'll bring all like, those up in honorable mentions. Like ones that were more not, thrillers yeah. and not horror movies. I thought you might cheap yourself out no of way. it. But these were legit to me, horror, horror movies. horror movies when it's just nasty, blood gore, over the top, not necessary, you know, well storytelling. Done. Good job. Well done. <laughs> Rachel, your number one favorite Horror movie of all time? No shocker here. Jacob's favorite, A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> um, I, like I said in the other podcast, it was kind of my my gateway into horror movies, which came later in my life. I didn't grow up watching horror movies, so this came somewhere in my teens, maybe in late teens, um, but fell in love with Freddy, thought he was fantastic, and then started watching all the other horror movies that I love so much. I... I think it's terrifying. The concept of it's terrifying. Freddy himself is terrifying. So many scenes in the first uh, movie were so well done. A lot of the kills were amazing. Johnny Depp's uh, Tina's killing and then her reappearance. Even even when um, Rod gets the hung, the, how he's yeah. hung. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really disturbing. So um, I just. I love it so much. That body bag of, scene kills me. The when, body when bag Tina still creeps me the out. Says Nancy, and legit. then being dragged but not showing. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. just by herself. Uh, I, I thought I, that was legit. Well, and really, yeah. and really, when she's flipping around in the air, just how they you did know, everything, especially back then in eighty four. It was eighty four. Yeah. Um, the the way they were able to pull off all of those things is really impressive, and they did that by having a room that they actually moved around. There was somebody turning a room. Which is crazy to me, and that's how they did Johnny Depp's death scene as well. They flipped a room upside down. Right. So um, seeing how they did all of that was really interesting, but really, really effective and creepy. So, no pun intended, but I just kind of ripped your dreams apart by just dogging all over this movie, <laughs> didn't I? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, it was my number 1B. Uh, so obviously, I love it as well. I don't know that we, we reviewed it in the... In the other podcast, I don't know what else I can add to yeah, it. Yeah, if you besides... want to hear our full thoughts, refer back to our review of yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. You want to know who Fred Krueger was? He was a filthy child murderer who killed at least 20 kids in the neighborhood. Kids we all knew. Oh, Mom. It drove us crazy when we didn't know who it was. But it was even worse after they caught him. They put him away. Oh, the lawyers got fat and the judge got famous, but somebody forgot to sign the search warrant in the right place and Kruger was free just like that. What did you do, Mother? A bunch of us parents tracked him down after they let him out. We found him in an old abandoned boiler room where he used to take his kids. Go on. We took gasoline put it all around the place and made a trail of it out the door. Then lit the whole thing up and watched it burn. (laughs) 
can't get you now. He's dead, honey, because mommy killed him. Uh, I, I, the only other thing I want to say is I loved it so much. Of course, we watched uh, all the sequels. As kids, we loved Freddy, which is weird. I remember going to the drive-in movie theater and ordering a Freddy pizza because in one of the sequels, there's like little heads that are sausages. And he like Well, his pokes, makeup was based he, on a pepperoni pizza. It was. That's right. And the makeup artist was eating <laughs> yeah. a pizza yeah. and ended up pulling the cheese over yeah. the pepperoni and actually made Freddy's face in the pizza. And there was a TV show called Freddy's Nightmares that we oh, watched yeah. that's yep. kind of been forgotten about. But that was a big deal. And there was, I remember there was a Freddy hotline where you could call... It was a one nine hundred number. You could call and talk to Freddie, and it was basically, you know, Freddie's yeah. voice. Oh yeah, Freddie was a big deal back in the day. We loved us some Freddie. That's why. Well, Jacob, I'm glad his character got better as the movies went on, even though pers- the movies got worse. Right. Yeah. Be- that is. That's a good way of saying. Because it. I still think that they miss so much of that in this movie. The first one, I think, is just a good movie. The rest of them are fun. With, yeah. with Dream Warriors is is yeah. is good as well. But uh, the other ones are kind of just fun. Uh, let me movies. throw this out to Jacob real quick. Dream Warriors is cool because they figure out Nancy comes back and helps these kids on Elm Street, the current batch of Elm Street kids who are being haunted by Freddy. She comes back and helps them uh, fight Freddy by helping them to develop powers that they take into their dreams. Like somebody wants to be super strong, so he's super strong. Uh, somebody is like a wizard and so she kind of develops their powers to fight Freddy in their dreams so it's kind of a cool concept so there you go my number one favorite horror movie of all time uh, I've I've ignored it when you talked about it Jacob I ignored it (laughs) when Rachel talked about it is The Shining Uh, it's the only one that made all three of our list yeah Um, but rightfully so it's it's just such a well-done movie. You guys have talked about it. I don't want to go, go on too much about it. I'll just mention a couple of things that you guys didn't mention. Uh, probably my favorite part of the whole thing is watching Jack Nicholson um, devolve into this psychopath. And like the kind of the first things that you see of him going down that path. Like, you know, he's been working on this script this whole entire time. And then finally... Uh, Shelley Duvall's character goes and sees what he's working at. And all he's written is yeah. all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy over and over and over again. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is freaky. And then the scene where he goes to the bar, and it's the first scene where it harkens back to the past, and there's a supernatural element all right. of a sudden. That's a great scene. And he's talking to the bartender, and and he's kind of giving him some suggestions. Oh, you're stressed <laughs> out? Hey, maybe you should do this. He goes into right. the bathroom. And he sees the old caretaker, and the old caretaker tells him what he did with his family, and it's kind of starting to plant these thoughts into Jack's head. And then uh, when he goes to room two thirty seven, he thinks he's making out with this beautiful woman. All of a sudden, oh, it's this, so yeah, this that was, that was nasty a old woman. It's so, so creepy nasty. and ter- it's disgusting, but it's also really, really scary. Um, the oh, my favorite line of the entire movie <laughs> is when he's. You know, the full-on chase where he's chasing his wife. And it's like, uh, you didn't let me finish. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your <laughs> effing brains in. I mean, he gets so scary. We, we haven't even talked about the most famous line of the whole movie, which is where here's, he breaks the door Yeah, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's so good. That's so scary. Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it... Stay away from me. Why? I 
just want to go back to my room. Why? Well, I'm very confused. I just need a chance to think things over. You've had your whole fucking life to think things over. What good's a few minutes more going to do you now? Stay away from me. Please. Don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. Stay away from me. Wendy. Stay away. Darling, light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. Stay away. And then the maze sequence at the end, you know, they've kind of, they, they planted the seeds with that maze earlier on in the movie. Uh, and then that whole thing. And then, um, I forget, this is terrible, but the old black man who, who bonds with, um, with Danny, uh, yeah, Dick Halloran. Yeah. When he comes back and you think, oh, he's going to save save him. him. Nope. Kills him. Axe to the chest. I mean, it's so there's all these surprises. And then maybe the creepiest image of the entire deal is when Shelley Duvall is freaking out, running around, and she goes to that room, and there's that dude in the bear suit. The bear suit. Giving oral pleasure to the butler or whatever. It's so weird and random and freaky. It's like your brain's like, what did I just see? Uh, the twins. The twins, of course, are, Jacob kind of touched on them, but they're so freaking scary. And they're just a couple little girls, but they're scary as heck. And then, of course, the blood coming out of the elevators. Well, and what's great about The Shining too is that there's so many unanswered questions. Why yes. is he in the picture on the wall? Why are yes. the twins there? Why? Right. Why? What's up with the butler and the bear? Yes. You know, and which, of course that sparks things. You know, other documentaries like Room Two Thirty Seven. Yeah. And which is again why people love these kinds of stories. You yeah. don't have to tell us there's everything, so many which theories. makes them so much more fascinating. Right. And there are so many theories about a ton of different elements. Uh, we say Room Two Thirty Seven is a, a bad movie because I thought they were going to be more logical theories. Theories. Uh, yeah, the theories are so They're pretty out. far-fetched, but it's still interesting. It's interesting to hear. I don't buy any of them, uh, but it's still interesting. And if you look online, there's just millions of theories out there about The Shining. You know, the only reason I don't give this movie a 10 is because it always bothered me how Jack Nicholson died at the end of the movie. I thought I was looking for like some kind of a fight, whatever he gets, how he, how he's going to die. It's going to become a, you know, a blowout between him and Shelley Duvall. And then he ends up just kind of getting frozen in the snow. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I just kind of wanted to, I always just wanted a little bit more than that. That was the only, that that was the only complaint I ever had because he was losing it. And it's like, Oh, that's how he goes. But I think they set it up well from the standpoint of they made such a big deal about this maze and how, so it's so hard to get out. And I would have had a hard time believing that he could just freeze to death because, like, you know, like he could escape somehow, whether it's right. finding a way or breaking through the bushes or something. But you remember he was injured prior right. to that. So that's why I'm buying more. He was having a hard time getting around as it was. Yeah, he and he was slowing down and slowing down. And he couldn't find his way out. And he just kind of, like, collapsed. And so I buy it from that standpoint. And I think it, it did a good job of because Danny was smarter than him. He kind of outsmarted his dad, and it kind of sets the tone from early on that Danny's special. He has this power, but he's also really smart. And I think whereas Jack is the scary villain, and he's you know he's physically imposing to Danny, Danny's smarts 
is what ends up he can escape. He outsmarts his dad by you know backtracking, but then also escaping. Whereas his dad can't figure it out and gets and that was his his downfall. So I actually thought it was a pretty cool death myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I get it. I totally get it. I think it's a good good defense. Uh, that just was something that the only reason I never get it to ten was just because of that though. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That is our horror movie episode. We're going to talk about honorable mentions. Oh, good. <laughs> Our honorable mentions, Jacob. Your honorable mentions. Um, so we talked about this kind of over and over again, like movies that you know I wanted to put in here. Um, let me back up a little bit. There's other horror movies that I that I, I really enjoyed, but they just weren't as good for my top five. Okay, so uh, Gremlins, you know yeah. horror comedy. Yeah. I love that movie. Of course, again Spielberg. Uh, I have Halloween here, and I kind of mentioned that, but I'm glad you spoke about it. Because I wouldn't know how to do it very well. I thought the Blair Witch Project was a pretty legit. Yes. And look, I do not like found footage, footage movies. I think they're well, since that was the original. That was but the that first was the one. original. Yeah. And of course, what they did, what they pulled off with the budget, was totally respectable, pretty cool. It took me a long time to come around to the Cabin in the Woods, and initially, I think I gave it a four or five. Now I have it around a seven or whatever. Nice. nice. I mean, I think the Cabin's in the Woods was a fun movie. Now yes, that I'm kind fun. of because I've seen it a couple times now, and so now that I'm kind of recognizing. You know, it's play or the joking with the genre. Right. right. I'm, I'm totally more open-minded to it now, whereas initially I was just kind of annoyed with it, which maybe I just didn't go to chance because I don't like, I generally don't like horrors. Well, it's a and good movie. Probably, and, and probably the whole play on how it's putting horror movies on its head probably didn't mean as much to you because you weren't a horror movie fan, but now that you kind of get the joke, it yeah. makes more sense. Well, now that I've heard more more about it, it's like, all right, Jacob, take a step back, quit being stubborn. And right. that's, that's basically what it was. I was right. just being stubborn. Um, uh, of course, the sequel to the te- or the sequel, the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I thought it was a legit movie, mm-hmm. uh, even though the critics ripped it apart. Um, so, <laughs> the only other one that, as far as thrillers go, that I had in there at number five at first was Silence of the Lambs. See, and that and, that was one that was like I, thought I really thought about thrillers and and because you know, there are. It's, horror it's elements really, in this movie. Yeah, it's I mean, really you, close. You it's about hard this last to decide week. which way to go um, with that. And I don't think any of us would argue at all that this movie is totally deserving of if we were to put it right. in, mm-hmm. you know, horror genre being in the top five. Right. Being a number one for that matter. I mean, it is a darn good movie. Yeah. Um, so it's still in my honorable mention for that reason. All right. So these other movies, I kind of want to bring up just because they scared me either when I was younger. Uh, <laughs> So I had that nostalgic reason behind it. Actually, Predator is listed as a horror. Is it really? Yes, it's listed as a horror. To me, it would be um, sci-fi action. Yeah, yeah action to me. Yeah. So it's action, horror, sci-fi is how IMD has it. Huh. So I just remember that Predator scared me, even though yeah. now it's you know it's nothing. It's a cakewalk. Um, <laughs> uh, as I always kind of jokingly say, E.T. scared me to death. It was my first horror movie. <laughs> oh, I wish it would have been your number one. That uh, would have been awesome. <laughs> it was my first horror movie because I was two years old when I saw it. It scared me to death. Um, so uh, I'm just going to talk about one more because I have a couple more, but this is the only one that's worth it. Did you remember The Dark Crystal? Uh, oh, the yeah. The Dark Crystal was a legit scary movie if you were a kid. Because yes. some of those creatures were, I mean, I scared my sister to death. Of course, she's a big <laughs> wuss um, more than me. But um, I mean, I think that is kind of, for children anyway, I think that would be very hard for a lot of kids to watch, if you know what I'm saying. And I could see that. Yeah, I would have never thought of that. But I, wouldn't either, I can but... see it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. That's, so that's just wanted to bring those up. That's fine. All right. Rachel, your honorable mentions. Um, I did have the ring on there and Psycho. 
A movie that actually weirdly kind of creeped me out was the original Paranormal Activity. Oh, that's not weird. When the first one was genuinely creepy. Yeah. I mean, the ending of it was was really messed up. And yeah. I, I lived at a house at the time where um, it was kind of by a major street and trucks would go by that rumble, like semis rumble. And just that sound that you would hear in the movie every single time something yes. was about to happen, that low rumble. Yes. My roommate was gone that day and I was like, I'm just going to leave the hall like, <laughs> on just in case. I don't want to wake up and freak out, which I didn't. But, it was, but, that, oh, but so movies don't have that effect on me generally. It was really creepy. I just want to mention this really quick. I was terrified every time it became nighttime because you know when it became nighttime in the movie, it was about to get freaky deaky. And you would watch, they showed just enough of the footage where... Like nothing happened. Yes. And you'd kind of get into like a false sense. Like you know it's going to happen, but you yes. kind of calm down a little bit and then something really freaky would happen. And then when she was just standing over him watching him sleep. Dude. Oh. <laughs> oh. I haven't seen it, but weren't there like four sequels to it? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even mess reason, with those. There's a reason why there's that many sequels because yeah, don't it's kind of like the Final Destination movies. You know, the first one was pretty, you know, it was yeah. okay. Yeah, there's it a was. reason why there's that many sequels. For sure, you know, that means that means it's a legit movie. Yeah, even little things like the just the covers coming off of them. Yeah, it's like, oh, creepy. Um, <laughs> same thing with Saw. The original Saw was really, really good. good. The, re- the sequels, just terrible. Forget it. But the original was actually really smart, and. Um, it was kind of different than than things that were around at that time. And I a great like. a great twist. Uh, yes, I love the original Saw, and it got great reviews. But the problem was the the ones that followed just became kind of torture porn. Right. Whereas the original was a legitimately good movie. It was well thought out, and it had a great plot. And the whole puzzles and all that were really fun and, right. and different. Uh, and they focused too much on just like the torture. Yeah, the rest of them definitely became torture movies. Um, I also had Friday the 13th, The Exorcist. It's not really one of my favorite movies by any means, but it does freak the crap out of me. Even when I looked last week for uh, clips for you, Jacob, to put into the show, um, just watching that one scene really like unnerved me, and I was like, oh, I don't don't want to watch any more of this. I used the first clip that I found because I didn't want to watch anything after that. It's still... I don't like demonic stuff. Actually, I, mean, I'm, I was a little surprised that The Exorcist didn't come up on our lists. Yeah, oh, because it's a fantastic it's, horror movie, but it, it just—it's that bad. It's that scary. Ee, I don't. I it's don't, so don't, disturbing. disturbing. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't like demon stuff. Um, Poltergeist was on my list. I also had Evil Dead. Yes, I actually like Evil that's, Dead I mean, too more. Kind of a classic for a lot of people. Yeah, it? Evil Dead too was was good as well. Yeah, they're both great. Yeah. Um, I have Child's Play on the list. Oh, the Child's so Play. So do I. Like, I've, I've seen it's Child's fun. Play movies. It's, it's, it's a fun. It's fun in Chucky, retrospect. Man. It's not scary at all, but it is hilarious. When, uh, when we were watching uh, Straight Outta Compton, did you see the Chucky poster in uh, Eazy es house? No. Yes, yeah. I did. I, 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 before he yeah. collapsed or yeah. passed out, there's, was, a, Chuck, there's a Child's Play And it was play Child's poster. Play Part 2 was what was really weird to oh, me. Really? It wasn't even the original Child's that. Play. I was That's like, why is Yeah. I was like, oh, nice nod. Yeah. Um. I also have down just Blank of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, I liked all of those movies, the kind of the original yes, zombie the movies. George Romero ones. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah were great. those were great. And then uh, my last one that I have is Audition. Uh, Audition, it's also on my honorable mentions list. Uh, two things I have to say about when the bag turns... And if you've seen it, that's all you need to hear. But don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all I, I mean, want to say. If you haven't watched it, it means nothing. How old yes. is this movie? 
Uh, it's a foreign. It's a Japanese movie. Wasn't it like ninety eight? I would say it was something? like two thousand one or something. I don't know. Uh, oh. Something like that. I think early two thousands. Uh, and then the ah audition is one of the hardest movies to watch. The first half of it is slow. So sad. It's all drama, and then the second half of it, it just you'll crap your pants. That's a, that's <laughs> a good description. Uh, it was ninety nine. Oh, well, um, I also want to bring up Hansu House. I House. Yeah. It's so, it's a Japanese horror movie and it is just nuts. It's nuts. A piano eats a girl. Like it just, it's out of control. It's crazy. It, it's something to behold. Yes. And since Jacob brought up E.T. as his first horror movie, I just want to go on record that Ernest Scared Stupid freaked me out, which is probably... <laughs> oh, that was funny. Which is probably why my mom was like, nope, no horror movies for you. That you can't was the make movie it that, Ernest Scared that, Stupid. Uh... I thought I was going to turn around and there was going to be trolls in my bed. Luckily, I had milk to defeat them because we all know that milk is what defeats trolls. Uh, but yeah, that movie scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Just, See... just ridiculously. See, I never had a movie like that that freaked me out as kid. What freaked me out as kid was uh, well, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I was going to say that's because when... your mom was like, here, watch some pretty guys. It's <laughs> popcorn. So, so, <laughs> that's a terrible impression of my mom. No, she sounds nothing like that. <laughs> she does make some mean popcorn, though. Uh, my honorable mentions were actually listed on almost all of your lists. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream, The Ring, uh, Poltergeist, Suspiria... <laughs> Uh, and Creep Show were all on my honorable mentions, and you guys were, it was in all your lists. Uh, the Blair Witch Project was really, really close to my number five. Uh, one of the scariest experiences, along with the ring that I've had in a movie theater. And I thought the last few minutes when they go into the house uh, were terrifying. The anticipation buildup were just terrifying. Um, I also had Paranormal Activity listed, Child's Play. I thought the first one was really good and fun. Saw um, an audition. Uh, and then the only three that hasn't been mentioned at all, um, two foreign films, The Tell of Two Sisters, which is another Japanese movie. Uh, it's really, really good. Yeah, really, really scary. And then Let the Right One In, which, I is, about that. which is a Swedish uh, vampire movie. And it's just a really, really well done movie. It's not really that scary. It's just a really, really good movie. Well, it is horror. And now the American is Let Me In. Yeah, and it's actually a pretty good remake, actually. I didn't see the remake. And then my last one I have to mention is Sleepaway Camp, which is a pretty terrible slasher movie that, that basically is a ripoff in a lot of ways of Friday the 13th. Um, but as terrible as it is, the last image, the last two minutes of the movie um, left such a huge impression. The image that you see and the twist that happens, so terrifying. Uh, that I had to mention Sleepaway Camp. This get men- gets mentioned a lot. Um, I, I took it's it's iconic within the horror uh, genre. I took Misty to see it. It was playing at the Tulsa Circle Cinema, and she was kind of the same way. I warned her about the the twist that the, I, I warned her that there's something really freaky that stayed with me my entire childhood. Uh, so I warned her that something freaky was going to happen, and she still wouldn't happen. Her jaw literally dropped, and she gasped out loud and looked at me and looked back at the screen, looked at me and looked back at the screen. That's how kind of upsetting the final image is. I have like five movies I want to bring up real quick with you all, since you are the, you know, the horror fans. All right, so, and I know you brought it up a second ago, Rachel. We didn't talk much about Friday the 13th. Is it not that good of a movie? 
Here's the deal. Maybe we can talk about it quickly. You know? I can sit. No, I'm glad you brought it because it is. It's one of the iconic. It's, in, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of the it's huge. It's a huge one. It's huge, huge. Has all the sequels. My deal with it was okay. In case you don't know, the first one, Jason's not actually the killer. Um, the second one, Jason is the killer, but he doesn't have the hockey mask. The hockey mask doesn't even come into play until part three. Um, they're good movies. They're just not. They're good horror movies as far as like kills, slasher. Just pure slasher, but they're just not as well done. Right. They're not no, as well and done. And I movies. didn't find I didn't find Jason that scary. He's just kind of a static character. Yeah. Just a hockey mask. I'm so yeah, familiar that... to something I just saw. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that really separates him from. But a lot of horror movie fans do love Friday Thirteenth. How about Hellraiser? Pinhead is a freaky, freaky villain. I don't know nothing about the story. Um, my problem with horror, actually. It's so bloody and gruesome, and and you have this whole hell element that when I was a teenager and watched it for the first time, I was probably I don't know, I was probably thirteen or fourteen. When I was like, it really messed, it bothered me a lot, so I never revisited them. But Pinhead is a freaky, freaky villain. I never watched him okay. because because it always just seemed really freaky to me, yeah. and I avoided it. I was just curious. Um, all right, so there's two movies that a friend of mine, he's a big horror fan, and neither one of y'all brought it up. Uh, and I just want to get your t- opinion if they were any good. Because I heard pretty good reviews on The Descent and Hostel. The Descent... Do you want to take it or do you want me to? Um, I've seen both of them. You can, you can take it though. I don't remember uh, The Descent that. is a really well-made movie. And it got a lot of acclaim when it came out. It's basically about this group of girls who go hiking. And they end up in... Uh, like they a go... Cave, a cave. They go, yeah. they go in a cave. And it's really... Cla- well, it it's makes it so good. It's so claustrophobic. claustrophobic. Yeah. And so if you have any sort of claustrophobic issues... There's all these tight, tight caves that they're going down. But then these um, kind of creatures start appearing and coming out. It's it's creepy. It's a really well done movie. And the poster is really cool. If you haven't seen the poster. Oh, looking at it now. It's it really is a cool. good movie, but the, uh, the claustrophobic stuff bothered me a lot more than the creatures did. I did uh, it was really uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, Hostel is kind of torture porn. Yeah, the poster for Descent is really cool because it's got all the girls forming... Uh, what ends up being a skull? Like skull it's, yeah. it's a cool, cool poster. Um, but Hostel, Eli Roth did it. It's pretty gruesome. It's it's almost just too much torture for me. The premise is interesting because do you know what the premise is? Well, Basically, uh, people pay stay at a hostel, which I've stayed at a hostel before. I don't know about you all, but my buddy he's like, dude, I'll never ever do that again because of. He said this movie really bothered him, and he's usually not rattled very much. I can see how it would be really disturbing. I also, I didn't really like it that much because I'm with Brandon. It was a lot of torture and not a lot of... Story? Story to it. It, it could have been good, but it just, I didn't... I, I'd say it was good. It w- I didn't love it, though, and I don't ever need to watch it again. Yeah, that's how I am. I just don't ever want to watch it again because I was so bothered by it. Basically, it's people paying to... It's disturbing. And absolutely, if you're if he watched it and it bothered him, I it bothered me too. Yeah. But I mean like things like people are paying basically to torture people, which is a horrifying concept and, and it was loosely, loosely based on this real life ad that Eli Roth saw. Um so Sarah I mean like I remember once seeing somebody's like um has a blowtorch to somebody's eyeball. I mean, it's just it was just, it's uh, just I just have yeah. desire to watch yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, the last one I want to bring up, which we can bring up the witch to go along with this. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about Crimson Peak. 
Yeah. Let's get in, get reviews. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we do review this one. For and sure. We won't be able to do, like, a top horror list, but we'll figure something out because looks, I'm a big it, fan of Glamour del Tormo. Yeah, it Pan's looks and, beautiful. Uh, it looks yeah. really pretty, yes. And yeah. so Pan's Labyrinth was great. So I really look forward to horror films. And this probably won't be as much as some of these other films we talked about tonight. But, um, you know, that and, you know, when we watch that witch, you know, trailer, that yeah. looks pretty legit, too. and. It does. You know, since we're doing this podcast, I'll probably watch it now. Yeah. But, you know, may get kicked out of the theater again. <laughs> <laughs> if the only thing that this podcast accomplishes is getting you to watch more horror movies, then it is a smashing success. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. There are a couple of good ones that look like coming down the pipeline. The problem with today's horror movie films is they rely way too much on jump scares, crappy storylines they don't take any time to develop characters or storyline it's just all about the jump scares people make really illogical decisions yes and it's as all... cinema sense said uh, not enough boobs not enough boobs <laughs> there you go. i think boobs is a good note to end the show on that is the horror movie episode our top five favorite horror movies of all time thank you for listening to pulp fiction <laughs>